Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. This episode is brought to you by Postnet and Draper. Listeners, are you looking for design, printing, or shipping solutions? Stop by Postnet in Draper, Utah. They're located at 138 East, 123rd South, or you can give them a call at 801-495-9270 and they'll be able to help you out. Now, their center is locally owned and operated by Paul and Linda, and they strive to provide that exceptional customer service in the Draper community. At Postnet and Draper, you matter. So for your convenience, they provide custom graphic design, high quality printing, multi-carrier shipping services, and so much more. So you can quickly tackle everything on your to-do list quickly and in one place. How easy is that? How convenient is that? So from business cards to signs and all small business and personal print projects in between, they have got your back with their full service printing capabilities. If you need to ship something, they offer that too with custom packing and shipping options through UPS, FedEx, US Postal Service, and even DHL. So you can always choose what works best for you. Now, if you mentioned that you heard about PostNet on Holly's Highlights, you're going to receive 10% off your first order. So make sure to check that out. First order at at PostNet, receive 10% off when you mention Holly's Highlights podcast. Thank you so much, PostNet, for sponsoring and for being a great supporter of Holly's Highlights and our community. We can live just about anywhere in the world right now. And when we turn on the television, listen to the radio, read a newspaper, or even see the covers of magazines while standing in the grocery store checkout, The devastation of what is happening in Ukraine to the Ukrainian people, it's heartbreaking. According to Reuters, as of March 14th, there are at least 15,000 deaths, 1.9 thousand non-fatal injuries, at least 2.8 million displaced. Then, of course, there's the the damage of at least 1.7 thousand buildings destroyed and property damage of over 119 billion This is said to be the largest conventional military attack in Europe since World War II. Now, of course, we can pray for those who are under attack. I fully believe in the power of prayer as we unpacked that last episode in Season 3, Episode 5. But I also realize that like many of you, we're longing for ways to practically help. Well, that brings us to our special guest today. I had the pleasure of meeting our guest years ago through a leadership training with Chick-fil-A and then growing in knowing her to where I am blessed to call her my friend. Kate Sergeyeva Gonzalez grew up in Ukraine. She's now married and lives in Kansas City, where her and her husband still represent the Chick-fil-A brand at their local stores. They have a beautiful puppy, Corgi, named Bonnie, and they also have a little bundle of joy on the way too. We're so excited about that. Now, Kate joins us today to to share her heart for her people, help us get to know the people of Ukraine a little bit more, and then provide practical ideas and suggestions on how we can get involved in making a positive impact in the lives of those in Ukraine and the surrounding countries, such as Poland, who are taking in those seeking refuge. Thank you, Kate, for being with us today and vulnerably sharing with us. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm I'm very excited to be here today. Now, Kate, I know the story, but let's let the listeners in on it. What brought you to America and how long have you lived here? Um, Yeah, so 
kind of as a very young adult, I was uh, dreaming of experiencing uh, American Dream. I watched so many shows and was just fascinated with like of um, teenagers and young adults here. Um, so my first genuine desire was just to come and visit. And I got that chance um, and came here for exchange year in 2012. And um, since then, I um, just was so um, fascinated by the education uh, system here um, and just people uh, that I really wanted to come back. Ukraine has been in the news for our eight years now. So in 2014, we kind of hit our first very tough uh, year and the revolution and the war uh, started in the East. So that dream was kind of pushed back for a while. Um, but in 2015, I got a chance to come back. And I uh, since then, I've been studying um, and I finished my bachelor's degree here. And meanwhile, <laughs> I was here doing that. I uh, met my husband. So uh, we got married in 2019 and uh, been living here in Kansas City area since then. For those who know immigration process uh, to get your all your documents ready and for travel, you know, it takes a while. So we've been planning a trip to Ukraine for a really long time. I've been here for seven years. Um, and COVID definitely made things worth. But uh, this year we uh, had everything set in stone to go. And then the war began. Mm. Oh, man. Now, now tell us about the, your country of Ukraine and specifically your hometown. You probably might have heard of my uh, hometown as well. Um, so I'm from Kharkiv, Ukraine. It's a very eastern city. Uh, we border with Russia. It's a beautiful city. Uh, I've always loved living there. I think it's compared to Chicago in news several times in comparison to the size and amount of people living. So it was 1.7 million people. I've always loved my city and uh, all my family. My closest people were there when the invasion started. So at this moment in time, it is one of the cities uh, that is still getting hit pretty hard. Majority of my family has evacuated it, but there are still some that are there um, that have no chance uh, to uh, leave. But overall, Ukraine, even though I'm here and I, I love America, I love my husband who's also American as well, I've grown to consider this country uh, my home, my second home as well. Uh, but I just have such longing and hurt in my heart for my uh, you know native place where I was born and became a person and where all my family um, still resides and they have their lives there. You know, even besides that, just Ukrainian nation overall um, and everything that Ukraine has to offer, um, my heart definitely goes for them as well. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned you have some friends and family who were able to to get out of Ukraine. Have you been able to, to speak with them or are they safe? Where have they relocated to? Yeah, so what has been really interesting um, in this situation and a lot of news have really emphasized on that is that communication has not been cut off from the people. And that's been 
one of the biggest blessings because I can't even imagine not knowing what they're doing. Uh, so far, there has not been a day when we have not got in touch with one person or I call my mom several times a day. Uh, we kind of um, joke and say that when she sleeps, I am watching um, and I'm kind of on a patrol. <laughs> and when I go to sleep, she's there uh, to see what's going on um, and be the ears and the eyes. Um, so, yes, the evacuation itself has been pretty traumatizing because, you know, it hasn't been just a clear path, like sit here, <laughs> get on a train and leave. Um, the uh, military actions are still going. They're still uh, dropping bombs here and there. And uh, you just never know. <laughs> if you'll get home safely. And by the time some of my family decided to leave, you know, the whole country was evacuating. So that the amount of people that uh, were waiting and trying to leave was just uh, crazy. Um, they, they have traveled through Poland and then most of my family is in Germany right now. Okay. Wow. I can't even imagine, but what a, a blessing that as you shared that communication piece is for all of you. Now, there's so many listeners that are are feeling just helpless and and wondering how they can help. What would you suggest? Yeah, um, the first thing, obviously, um, and the news and social media and just everywhere around um, has rallied around Ukraine and you, people in Ukraine just feel the support and all, all, you know, humanitarian help that's coming from everywhere. You know, it's one thing that you probably know. It, it's just, you know, it's never enough. You help one person and 10 more come right. uh, with hands uh, open. So there are several huge organizations that help with that. And um, I'm going to name some and we'll list them down there as well. And some of them are Fight for the Right. Um, there is a World Central Kitchen there is some Ukrainian um, organization as well. One of them is Brazum uh, for Ukraine. Um, and then we do have several that, are, you know, people are still coming up with. And I'm a huge resource in the fact that I, I repost anything I can possibly do. So we'll have that linked as well down there. But we also have heard about um, Globus uh, Relief for hospital supplies and um, a group called care and helps uh, support women and families, America care. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different um, organization. And one thing that has been really clear re- recently in the last week is a lot of places are being, you know, verified. Like there's not just places around where you send your money and they'll go nowhere. So even if you Google at this point, you'll find somewhere where you can send money. Um, and obviously, uh, humanitarian relief is so important, but also uh, military relief is, uh, or even support helps um, as well as we continue to battle um, that. And, but I, I do also understand that some people can donate. And I do have some things uh, to say that I believe that are even more powerful than money sometimes. And, and, and you were so right when you mentioned prayer first. Ukraine uh, has been a part of Soviet Union before, and the religion uh, there is uh, mostly people are Christian Orthodox, but you know people still need help that do not believe. Um, and sometimes I do 
feel like uh, the prayers are really directed toward those believers, you know, believers of Ukraine or Christians of Ukraine. But I feel like so many people need Savior who, you know, don't know him. And it's probably the best time to uh, build that relationship and get to know uh, God and just put the trust in him. Um, so that prayer is huge. Um Another one is uh, educating yourself and uh, watching the news. I do have a lot of uh, family and friends that reach out to me and ask for update. And I love to give it, but I also feel like nowadays there's no way that you won't be able to find an update if you don't watch the news. So just wanting and taking time to really dig deep and uh, watch and educate. And I ask my family and friends too, to share it. Like you, you, you find something and then share it so that somebody else can um, learn and understand the situation better. Um, being very critical of media is really important in that aspect uh, because obviously there are some channels and obviously our world, like the West <laughs> that we call now, um, is a lot better about, uh, you know, kind of spreading the truth. Um, but there's a lot of channels that still uh, say things that um, are just really hard to hear. Um, so just being careful with that. And again, um, <laughs> I think there is a lot of even Ukrainian um, stations, like social media platforms that have gotten so big. And they um, cover things in several languages, too, not just Ukrainian or Russian. Um, so it usually most of the things that they post is very helpful and kind of like, you know, a minute-to-day update. <laughs> so you know exactly what's happening. Wow. Do you have um, some of those sites listed on those Ukrainian social yes, medias? Yes, and I, I uh, will um, share them. I think uh, me saying that out will be a little bit harder to even, you know, you to write down. But there's Kiev Independent, which is our capital. We do have our president, Zelensky. Um, he, he shares so many times a day of just updates. Um, yeah, but I'll have them all uh, down there for you guys because, you know, the spelling might be hard <laughs> right. to figure out. Um, and then, um, I mean, we did talk about Centering Uplift, uh, uplift the Ukrainian Voices. Uh, so if you hear somebody um, reposting in Ukrainian or, or just sharing uh, their hurt, just sharing that with the world, uh, because so many people just still feel like... Uh, they don't know where they stand or they feel like it's a, they can be neutral in this. There's a couple of things that are very personal to me and I don't want to sound rude or insensitive, but there are uh, ways when people can't share something or say things or it will harm more than it will help. And one of them is utilizing correct language. So, so whenever you say some Ukrainian cities or you know, uh, names. Um, there is a way where it's translated from Ukrainian language to English, and there are some ways where it's from Russian to English. So we really ask you to um, be intentional about checking that because, um, so I, I'll give example with my home city. Um, I have been saying it for the longest time like that is Kharkov. Um, I, I grew up in it speaking Russian, um, and uh, from Ukrainian, it's actually Kharkiv because the way it's translated. And, um, you know, I 
spoken Ukrainian now for uh, eight years only. Uh, I don't have any like negative things to say about Russian language. I, I just want to promote my nationality. And I was just taught, you know, that now it's my choice of what I do. Uh, but whenever, like even the capital Kiev is in news a lot. Um, Kiev is the way we say it in Ukrainian and at Storehards, Kiev is the Russian way. And um, I know it seems like a very mi- minor thing, but, you know, we are fighting uh, a war where they want to erase our identity and all those little things matter. Absolutely. I'm so yeah. glad that you brought that to yeah. our attention. What, what a, a crucial uh, aspect of that. And, and what a, as you go back to educating ourselves, how good that is to be able to know, and especially the, the differences going into comparison of Russia yeah. specifically, because yeah. that is, as you mentioned, <laughs> trying to erase the identity. Uh, it, that's so important. So I don't think that's insen- yeah. insensitive at all. I, I thank you yeah. for sharing that with us. Any other tips or um, just things that you think that that we should know or or how we can support or be aware of like that yeah absolutely i have one more kind of on the same theme where it's um using uh correct words for what is happening uh because you know it it is a very hard situation uh but when things are called (laughs) wrong ways it it hurts even more um so um a lot of times you hear it's been called a conflict uh, but it is not a conflict. It is an outright war. Yes. Um, we have a country that's an aggressor and colonizer. Um, and, um, you know, there we, we did not go and start a war somewhere else on a neutral land. Um, nobody's we have civilians dying. We have homes being destroyed. So calling it what it is, it is very important because conflict is <laughs> It is very, very gentle, uh, politically correct term, I would say, to use. And, you know, it it just whenever you hear that, it just hurts. Like you can see how many kids are dead. (laughs) What conflict causes that, um, you know, it's just it it, it is so sad. And it, it might seem small, but again, it just helps at least for Ukrainians to see and the world to recognize that, you know, something very wrong is happening here. Um, another thing, um, I, I I post a lot um, on my social media. So if you ever are interested too, and I know being uh, kind of, I have a lot of friends in America here that, you know, don't know Ukrainian. So it, when I repost, I try to share some things in English too, to better understand what it is. Um, so share, you know, following those accounts and then also asking the right questions. Um, not a lot of people can, but, um, and I, I'm not a citizen yet, so I don't practice this a lot, um, but assisting in getting, um, you know, con- contacting your government officials. I uh, really don't know how much that can help, but at some point, you know, America as a nation will have to say something as well. And right now we just have our president speaking on behalf, but, Whenever it comes time for the people to say something, I guess that that will be really, really helpful. And every voice does matter. So I I think even though you're unsure of 
of what doors could open by contacting the government officials, just having the voice and reaching out can be crucial. So thank you for that as well. Now you shared how we can connect with you further is through those Instagram and your social media accounts. And we'll make sure to list those on our show notes as well. Now, Kate, the last question I think I'd have for you is, is my signature question, which I think listeners would value hearing from you, especially in the midst of everything that is going on. And that is, if you could go back and encourage, inspire, or equip yourself as a child. So there, while you're a child in Ukraine, what would you say? Um, you know what? And it, it, this really hits home. Um, I kind of started with the fact that I, I was planning to go home and visit my family. Um, I was a very independent child, and I was always wanting to lead the nest and experience life to the fullest. You know, I went as far as I could go. And um, my biggest tip for myself was um, just to value that time with family and spend as much of it with them as absolutely possible. Uh, you know, whenever it, the war just just began, I, I didn't know if I'll ever see any of them. Uh, now that most of them have evacuated, I, I at least have that. Uh, I might never walk by the streets that I, you know, grew up on, um, but... I'm just uh, realizing how, how I just realized how valuable the family is um, during this. I mean, I knew it all the seven years I wanted to go back home and visit, but now more than ever, it kind of became so real and it just hurts to know that some of them I might not be able to see. So I'm, I've not always been really close with all my family, and I am now. Uh, and when I go back, it will be a very heartwarming reunion. But I think sometimes we forget uh, of and don't value and remember our family as much because we spend so much, you know, time with them at home. So that that would be my biggest tip right now. And. Um, you know, even going forward with our, our child, that's definitely something that we'll value because we, we pray that everything goes the best way from now on. But even if we stay here and everything's good there, this uh, their grandchild, my child, won't see them often. So I, I'm definitely going to teach a ch- child to, to value each second they spend with their family. It's precious. Yes. Thank you again, Kate. I'm grateful for this time together and learning more about the Ukrainian people and, of course, these tangible ways to get involved and the insights too, those valuable, valuable insights that you shared with us. So thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Can I um, say kind of like a last Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of, it kind of goes back to like what, what to do and how to react. Obviously, war is very difficult time and a lot of times um, – People who are hurt, they've reserved to, you know, hate and negative emotions. So one thing I definitely uh, ask people to stay away from is, you know, getting in those heated arguments and um, spreading hate. Um, I obviously, I'm a human and I I feel that too. Um, There's unsinkable things that go through my head that I, I never thought that, I'll, I'll, I'll think in my, you know, and I'm Christian. I believe in God. I believe that human life is so precious. Um, but just remembering that, you know, there are people everywhere as we're going through this and 
there are a lot of really good people. Um, so, and they get hurt because some people just generalize uh, things. So uh, I, I do believe there is an aggressor, which is a bad and evil and, and some, somebody who's fighting it, which is good. Um, but there are people who just don't have anything to do with it and uh, try to help and um, stand against that. So I just wanted to end with that. Well said, my friend. It makes me think of the quote, be the kind you wish to see in the world. Thank you, Kate. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollycurby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.